welcome. This is Reverend Billy at the Church of Stop Shopping in New York, and this is Earth Riot Radio. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being with me. I appreciate the company today. It's a hard time. We're walking around carrying a weight. Is it depression? Something like that. It's just hard to deal with the doublespeak that is issuing from the military people that is issuing from the investor class, from the political class. In the middle of the Arabian desert, we have a host to the environmental world. Come here, let's solve the Earth's crisis. And then this Jaber is his name, I think. He looks us in the eye and he says, and by the way, I don't believe that climate science uh, is, is right. I don't, think that, I don't think that gas and oil contribute to climate change. Excuse me, the oil company scientists were the first people to discover that the toxins in the air and the water and the soil would do this to us. The monster storms and the wildfires were, were predicted decades ago by the oil companies, doublespeak, and killing children in plain sight. Hamas, the IDF, Netanyahu, killing children, burning them alive. We see it. We have doctors looking us in the eye in the middle of the hospitals with dying children all around, and they're saying, this isn't about politics. This is a war on children. And now you and I are carrying this around. And where are we? I hope that you're not just dealing with this privately, because that weight is too much. I hope that you're finding a way to share this with other people. I hope that you're finding a way to be in the streets in the commons areas, in the plazas, in the parks. Because I just, I just heard yesterday that there never has been a protest in the world where more people have been out in public marching than this one right now. And that, that is the one thing that lifts us out of our hopelessness. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah. Let's work together. Let's work through this. Let's get going. Let's, let's find a way to reconnect with love, with the earth, with each other. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah.
I think one urgent message has come through in the entire day of the summit. I've heard it at every session, I think. And that is that we're in an absolute crisis that is hurting women more than anyone, women and children, the elderly, uh, those with disability, et cetera, and, and those most vulnerable. And it's because we have not yet committed to phasing out fossil fuel. That is the one decision that COP28 can take under your presidency. And in many ways, because you're head of the Abu Dhabi um, National Oil Company, you could actually take it with more credibility uh, by saying, I now recognize we have to phase out fossil fuel with just transition for the workers and their communities and just transition into uh, renewable, uh, accessible, affordable, uh, clean energy. Um, it, it's not going to happen overnight, as you say, it will be orderly but urgent. I didn't hear the word urgent enough in your voice when you spoke earlier. That's why I kind of interrupted. I said fast track. I'm not sure what urgent means. Fast track is not good enough. Fast track is, um, you know, is, it can be more of a managerial term. Uh, urgency is crisis, crisis mode. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can always play with words here. Um, you are a good politician and you know how to use words better than I do. I'm a businessman. I am centered around delivery and actions. But will you, will you, will you lead on phasing out, phasing out fossil fuel with just transition, as I've, as I've said? You can, you, can, the... you, can, you, you can take the lead. I'll make sure I put you as an item on the agenda and I'll adopt it. Someone has to take the lead. You are a developed, uh, you come from a developed country. Developed countries, I'm sure, can take the lead like they always do and uh, lead by example. You can lead by example. And like I said from the beginning, I accepted to come to this, uh, to this meeting to have a sober and a mature uh, conversation. Uh, we do not, I'm not in any way signing up to any discussion that is alarmist. I am here factual and I respect the science. And there is no science uh, out there or no scenario out there that says that the phase out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve 1.5. 1.5 is my North Star. on at Halloween. I'm standing at your front door. <laughs> Hello. Got, got some, got some, got some. Oh! 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 Ah! Ah! I put a spell on you. Candy? I got a mask on my face. We love to put masks on. Well, I got a face on my face. I got a True face and a false face, a false face and a true face. You like to watch my face? I like to watch your face, watch my false face here. I'm going over here now. You follow me? Oh, well, across the, uh, the lawn and uh, between the houses and uh, yeah, right here. Come on, come on. Ah, 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 right over here, through that fence. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh. Ah, dark forest here. Yeah. It's a moonless night. That's dark. Don't catch a twig in your eye. Oh! Keep feeling your way forward. Look at those old trees. 
Looks like the faces looking at us from those trees. Oh, what the ultimate haunted house. A little bit too much nature. Yeah, the day of the dead. And a little bit too much death in my life, life in my death. Watch out. Keep walking. Keep going. You're following the mask into the dark. Ah! Ah! Hey! <laughs> wow. I'm lost in my miraculous molecule. What are we? Two little Alice's lost in quantum land. Ah! Oh! You cast a spell on me. <laughs> hey! Um, what was that sound? What was that? An animal? A plant? A cracking branch? I, I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I'm starting to float up into the dark. I'm starting to sink down into the compost heap down here. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. 2023 is set to be the warmest year ever recorded by humans. In fact, it is the warmest in at least 125,000 years. The COP28 climate talks are underway in Dubai. At least 80 countries are demanding a COP28 agreement that calls for an eventual end to the use of fossil fuels, as scientists urge ambitious action to avert the worst impacts of climate change. The most recent draft of the final COP28 agreement published late Friday includes a range of options, from agreeing to a phase-out of fossil fuels in line with best available science, to phasing out unabated fossil fuels, to including no language on fossil fuels at all. At a COP28 panel, some of the world's leading climate institutions unveiled their latest report. Their main finding, they said, was that progress to reduce global greenhouse gas emissions has been so limited that overshooting the 1.5 degrees target is inevitable and could be permanent without radically changing almost every aspect of modern society. Such change is unlikely as nations expand their plans to build fossil fuel infrastructure to extract more oil and gas than ever before. 
Nearly 37 billion metric tons of CO2 was released last year. At that rate, nations can emit just six years' worth of additional CO2 before 1.5 degrees is completely out of the question. The report reiterates a similar finding by the UN Environment Program, which said there is no credible pathway to 1.5 degrees Celsius in place, and that only an urgent system-wide transformation can avoid climate disaster. A study published last month and led by James Hansen, the scientist who first warned Congress of the climate crisis in the late 80s, projects that the planet will likely warm two degrees, at least temporarily, sometime in the next few decades. And Bill Gates, the billionaire tech mogul and one of the world's biggest investors in clean energy, said that he believes it isn't that likely the world will even meet the Paris Agreement's less ambitious goal of permanently keeping temperature rise below 2 degrees Celsius. Some studies estimate about 2.7 degrees of warming by 2100 under the climate pact's current pledges. Sultan Al-Jaber, the CEO of the United Arab Emirates state-run oil company and this year's president of the United Nations Global Climate Talks, claimed incorrectly that there is no science to support phasing out fossil fuels to avoid catastrophic warming. He added, unless you want to take the world back into caves. As news of the comments spread, Al-Jaber went on to say he was misinterpreted. In a letter dated December 6th, OPEC Secretary General Hatem Al-Ghaz urged all OPEC member states to reject any deal targeting fossil fuels rather than emissions. OPEC member states include Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Qatar, Indonesia, Libya, the United Arab Emirates, Algeria, Nigeria, Ecuador, Gabon, Angola, Equatorial Guinea, and Congo. The scale of oil and gas influence is unprecedented at COP28, with 2,456 industry-affiliated lobbyists, almost four times higher than the number registered for COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh. COP28 organizers also granted attendance to at least 475 lobbyists working on carbon capture and storage, unproven technologies that climate scientists say will not curtail global heating. The Carbon Capture Block is one of the largest groups at the conference, outnumbering official indigenous representatives by 50%. Nearly two dozen nations, including the United States, Britain, France, Canada, and Japan, called for the tripling of world nuclear energy capacity as part of the efforts to reach net zero emissions by 2050. COP28 became the first of the UN's Conference of the Parties to hold a thematic day dedicated to peace, drawing a line between war and climate change, and urging more funding for the most troubled countries. There was extended discussion of the environmental impacts of war, including emissions, chemical pollution, material loss, and the tremendous cost of rebuilding. Activists at the COP28 climate summit in Dubai said they were facing unprecedented restrictions, including prohibitions on flags, designated protest zones, and scrutiny of their slogans. Although the summit is taking place in a blue zone under UN control, protest is de facto banned in the Gulf Emirate. Strict rules are in place, in particular when it comes to denouncing the Israel-Hamas war. All protest activity must be approved, even in the blue zone. Slogans and symbols are strictly monitored and censored. Israel's bombardment of Gaza continues after a brief pause. Palestinians are spending hours and even days outside of UN distribution sites desperate to get food and other supplies, as Israeli attacks continue to impede humanitarian operations. 
Concerns about the environmental impacts of the Israeli Defense Forces airstrikes are becoming prominent. Impacts on soil, air, and water will last for years, making some parts of the area uninhabitable. At an IDF press briefing, the military said they had struck over 20,000 targets in Gaza since the beginning of the war two months ago. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres invoked Article 99 for the first time in his tenure. An invocation of Article 99 requires a response from the Security Council. Here is Guterres's communique to the Security Council in full. Dear Mr. President, I am writing under Article 99 of the United Nations Charter to bring to the attention of the Security Council a matter which, in my opinion, may aggravate existing threats to the maintenance of international peace and security. More than eight weeks of hostilities in Gaza and Israel have created appalling human suffering, physical destruction, and collective trauma across Israel and the occupied Palestinian territory. More than 1,200 people were brutally killed, including 33 children, and thousands were injured in the abhorrent attacks of terror by Hamas and other Palestinian armed groups on the 7th of October, which I have repeatedly condemned. Some 250 people were abducted, including 34 children, more than 130 of whom are still captive. They must be immediately and unconditionally released. Accounts of sexual violence during the attacks are appalling. Civilians throughout Gaza face grave danger. Since the start of Israel's military operation, more than 15,000 people have reportedly been killed, over 40% of whom were children. Thousands of others have been injured. More than half of all homes have been destroyed. Some 80% of the population of 2.2 million has been forcibly displaced into increasingly smaller areas. More than 1.1 million people have sought refuge in UNRWA facilities across Gaza creating overcrowded, undignified, and unhygienic conditions. Others have nowhere to shelter and find themselves on the street. Explosive remnants of war are rendering areas uninhabitable. There is no effective protection of civilians. The healthcare system in Gaza is collapsing. Hospitals have turned into battlegrounds. Only 14 hospitals out of 36 facilities are even partially functional. The two major hospitals in South Gaza are operating at three times their bed capacity and are running out of basic supplies and fuel. They are also sheltering thousands of displaced persons. Under these circumstances, more people will die untreated in the coming days and weeks. Nowhere is safe in Gaza. Amid constant bombardment by the Israel Defense Forces and without shelter or the essentials to survive, I expect public order to completely break down soon due to the desperate conditions, rendering even limited humanitarian assistance impossible. An even worse situation could unfold, including epidemic diseases and increased pressure for mass displacement into neighboring countries. In Resolution 2712-2023, the Security Council calls for the scaling up of the provision of such supplies to meet the humanitarian needs of the civilian population, especially children. The current conditions are making it impossible for meaningful humanitarian operations to be conducted. We are, nevertheless, preparing options for monitoring the implementation of the resolution, even if we recognize that in the present circumstances, that is untenable. While delivery of supplies through Rafah continues, quantities are insufficient and have dropped since the pause came to an end. We are simply unable to reach those in need inside Gaza. The capacity of the United Nations and its humanitarian partners has been decimated by supply shortages, lack of fuel, interrupted communications, and growing insecurity. 
Humanitarian personnel have joined the vast majority of Gazan civilians in evacuating to South Gaza ahead of advancing military operations. At least 130 UNRWA colleagues have been killed, many with their families. We are facing a severe risk of collapse of the humanitarian system. The situation is fast deteriorating into a catastrophe with potentially irreversible implications for Palestinians as a whole and for peace and security in the region. Such an outcome must be avoided at all cost. The international community has a responsibility to use all its influence to prevent further escalation and end this crisis. I urge the members of the Security Council to press to avert a humanitarian catastrophe. I reiterate my appeal for a humanitarian ceasefire to be declared. This is urgent. The civilian population must be spared from greater harm. With a humanitarian ceasefire, the means of survival can be restored, and humanitarian assistance can be delivered in a safe and timely manner across the Gaza Strip. Please accept, Mr. President, the assurances of my highest consideration. Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General. The resolution for a ceasefire was supported by 13 out of the 15 members of the Security Council. The United States, which holds veto power as a permanent member, voted against the resolution. The United Kingdom, another permanent member, abstained. And hello, it's me, Reverend Billy, back again. This is a harrowing Earth Riot session we're having together. I know that we're only reflecting the experience that all of us are having right now with this insoluble, apparently unstoppable violence. Violence against the earth by lying oilmen. Violence against families and children and civilians. And it reminds me, calling this violence against regular people that are not involved, but are just trying to live, it reminds me of 20 years ago. And you heard our song... You heard the George Bush lyrics, War Becoming Peace. That was when we were trying to keep the United States out of Iraq. And that Iraq war had the same proportion of children and vulnerable people. Women and families were killed disproportionately. And that was also called national security. And it was also a lie. Doublespeak. Calling white black and black white. I mean... When you're surrounded by marketers all your life, that's what you come up with. You, you, you just lie and lie some more. You think that that's okay for the public to, to get these falsehoods. Well, we thought a good response was our homage to Screamin' Jay Hawkins, the Fiery Eagles of Justice, our local jazz combo, with yours truly at the vocals, with our editor of Earth Riot, Jason Candler, and on the drums, Brendan Burke. We brought you our version, our update of, I put a spell on you, and that's what they're trying to do. The way they talk, the doublespeak, they're just trying to put a spell on us. They do it with diluted, tortured language, it's all like advertising. We live in the consumer age. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right now, we're just sharing information, and we're getting out on the streets, and we're marching. And we did that 20 years ago. We were in 750 cities, 
the biggest march up to that point, peace marching. And George Bush said a couple days later that he thought it was a, he, he called it a, a focus group that had a different opinion about a product than he had. Indeed. Well, we're doing it again, and yesterday I heard that they've been trying to count how many people have been out in, com in the commons, out on the streets, shouting peace. And the, the number is the greatest number of protesters in public space at one time that we know of. So it recalls the great movements, Standing Rock, Black Lives Matter, Occupy Wall Street. It, it, it recalls the, the great women's march in Washington, DC. It, 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 is, it is a moment where we will remake, we will reclaim our lives by just outmaneuvering the advertising, sidestepping the, the soldiers, and, and all the police, and, and, and all the, the, the saturation advertising, the monoculture that comes down on us like hypnosis. We, and we just meet each other, we see each other, we touch each other, we shout together out in public space. Free Palestine, free, free the people in Israel, and free the people who are addicted to oil and lie about it to make billions of dollars. And free you and me here as we talk on the radio and look for ways to go forward for peace. Peace is the earth. Peace is life. Peace is a sustaining ecosystem. Peace is living together, singing together. Singing Earth Hallelujah. <laughs>